I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all new Better Podcasting live chat. I am Stargate Pioneer's co-host, Stephen John Duran. With me, of course, is Stargate Pioneer. It is a great week to be podcasting. I'm excited to be here. And as one of the podcasts that I listen to, they start off really excited every single week. And I've learned that it's like a zero to 60. Like he'll be talking just normal. Like we we were kind of just talking normal in the pre-show. And then when it's time to go, he's just bang, 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 bang. It reminds me of my very first podcast that I was on. Did I ever tell you about that? Did your brother ever tell you about Chuck? No. When Chuck started a podcast, he'd be doing the same thing. So yeah. he'd be like, oh, okay, you're ready to go. You're okay. ready to go. You know, he'd be like producer Chuck and everything like that, you know, focus and everything. Yeah. And then right when it was time to go on the mic, he'd be like, and hey, welcome to another episode. And it was just, you know, really excited and everything. I used to do that until people's comments hurt my feelings. And then I took it to heart and slowed down my pace. Uh, that was absolutely me. 100%. We should talk about your feelings on this podcast sometime. We should we use should. this as Stephen therapy time. We should. We should. I've I've taken enough shots over the years about it. They know who I was talking about. But hey, we are here with Better Podcasting live chat. If you want to ask a little more about that, come to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. We'd love to have some conversation with you. With the rest of the people who are over there, we got lots of good talk happening in our Discord server. And uh, most... Most of what I'm referring to right now is podcast related, but there's a lot of non-podcast related stuff as well, if that's also your fancy. SP, you yes. you decided this week that you were going to make a change in your podcasting endeavors, didn't you? I always make changes in my podcasting endeavors every single week. I decide to come and podcast with you every week. That's a change, by the way, that because is my true. default is I don't want to podcast with you. And then I make a change to podcast with you. That's fair. No, uh, I, I kid. Uh, you're, you don't have anything big that you are changing, but you have been asking for some feedback about something that you have been looking to find out and see if you could change your workflow anyways because of it. And it's the Zoom pod track. P4, I know that you ordered this a while ago and you were very excited to find out what it was like and try to figure out um, how it is. And so you've been asking everybody, what do, yes. they, what do they want to know about it? Because you you have it. Exactly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the same thing that I did with the Zoom H8 and I'm going to unbox this. I'm going to put a video out on the Gunnigy Gear YouTube channel. I'm going to ask the question there of what do you want to know about the Zoom PodTrack P4? And you guys get the bonus of learning this first here on Better Podcasting Live. Actually, it was last week during the Better Podcasting uh, regular show, but we will be talking about that in the future. And for those audio listeners that don't come and watch the video, you may have not seen Steven slyly put his PodTrack P4 box on the shelf right behind him. Whoa, you started talking about PodTrack P4s and it just showed up. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You put it there, sir. Yeah. So yes, we we both have a Zoom PodTrack P4. We'll be putting it through its paces. Matter of fact, we'll probably do a podcast 
using just these, maybe a live chat, you think? I think it would be good. I, I was actually thinking about that. And um, full disclosure, I was waiting for it to come up. A certain birdie sent it to me. And uh, I'll give credit where credit's due on that. And I sure. it, it showed up and and um, I was looking at it. And I'm like, I really should try to do a show with this. So I really curious because it's so small. And I love how small it is. You know, I, yeah, the I whole like how box it, almost fits in your hand right, sort of thing. Right. And that would be so cool to be able to have like even run one of these shows like these episodes, Better Podcasting Live Chat and say we were able to do one of these shows through the P4 because it would show the potential versatility while also um, how simple it is. But the, the, the thing is, though, I don't know. It could be a disaster. We haven't tried it yet. <laughs> No, and, and we don't know what it'll do to the audio quality and, and stuff like that because it's limited on the bit rate and sample rate, which you can record on. And unfortunately, the Zoom H8 that I also have does not have the mix minus capability over USB, so we're not able to use that. Uh, you could probably jury rig it to use, but I don't want to do that. I want to make it easy for users to do, especially at that price point. There's no reason to jury rig it because you can easily do what you're going to jury rig with a Zoom L8, L12, or a Rodecaster Pro. So there's no reason to jury rig a Zoom H8 unless that's the only gear you have, in which case you're learning how to jury rig it until you get better gear. So this will definitely be a a good thing to do and i'm going to get some of these videos done over the next couple of weeks i'll have some time on the weekend i have not had time since i got the zoom h8 and i went on my vacation up to wisconsin to the family lake home i have not had time to do videos because when i got home i then had to rush to power wash and stain my yard fence Mm. And that had to get done before the rain came and the temperatures dropped and that sort of thing. So I was working against the clock. So I got all that done and now I can concentrate on some videos. So Zoom H8 and the Podtrack P4. Matter of fact, I might have a new video location set up. So we'll talk about that in my video creation for YouTube. It will not be from this chair. Ooh, that's interesting. Why, uh, so Banks in the chat. No, go ahead. Go. No, I was going to ask you, you, you can't tease us with that. What's your plans with that? Well, I bought a bunch of, of stuff like coverings and uh, backdrops and stuff like that. And I, I plan to do it from the kitchen. Now, the problem of doing it from the kitchen is the echo is just horrendous. Right. It's horrendous there. So I'm just going to have to learn to live with it. And maybe do some deverb on the microphones, but I can't do the same sort of lighted shots. And I definitely can't do... And, and unboxing or anything with a table in front of me in the studio. It's just way too small. So I'll, I will have to go out there. The other thing that I want before I do that would be a 4K uh, mirrorless camera. Like I've been talking about the Sony. I don't know if I talked about this on this show or not, but I want the Sony A6400 and that would make my life a lot easier. I would just suggest that you don't need that. And instead you should have a large television on a cart that you can just wheel around your house. I'm sure it won't bug your wife at all. And it can be your monitor. Then you don't need to worry about the, the screen that I know that you want on that camera. Funny story about that. My daughter has found the way she's studying for some of her nursing classes. She is um, doing whiteboard studying 
and and that's how she she's writing everything down on a piece of paper. But when she's st- studying, she wants to write it all out on a whiteboard and then erase it later. But she discovered that the whiteboards that we have around are too small, you know, three foot by two foot, mm. that sort of thing. So I went out and bought a four foot by three foot one and it came and it's sitting in my hallway right now, uh, taking up the hallway <laughs> because it's four feet by three feet, which you think for a whiteboard isn't that big, but it's that big. So I got to get that down to her. Um, I don't know. I, I, I might run that down Friday night or, or something like that. So anyway uh yeah the tv on a cart would that's basically you know the same as this four foot by three foot whiteboard and and no i don't have space for it in my house uh so banks in the chat asks did i purchase did we purchase the the pod tracks from best buy no but i have a best buy story later Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we i purchased these from uh the Sweetwater and Sweetwater sent them out. I did have to wait for them. Uh, I was the, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. I was the one who purchased the P4s, both of them, both what Steven has in mind, because I wanted us to be able to use it back and forth like we want to. And the uh, ZDM1 podcast pack uh, that also was purchased in the same order. So that is where they're from sweetwater now i've i've heard that sweetwater is is now out of stock again so they're they only get so much stock and they send it out so i apparently ordered early enough so that they could send it out to me and i know other people were a little frustrated that they didn't get it in this batch but i hope you get yours soon they just looked at the name and they go oh stargate pioneer we better send it to him funny story i've not i could have called sweetwater at any point in time and said look i'm a podcaster about podcasting i would like all the gear that you get first but i don't and the reason i don't is i really don't want any special treatment from either sweetwater or zoom i want gear that's off the shelf just like everybody else and that is uh, a production run and not a uh, what do you want to call a demo run or something like that a prototype right and and i, I want the production run and that is what everybody else is going to get. So because of that, I'd, I have never told Sweetwater that I'm a podcaster about podcasting. I've never contacted Zoom. I have never contacted Zoom and said, give me your, any stuff for review and uh, or any other I have. place. I know you have, but <laughs> um, I, I if we're going to buy gear, I just I don't want it to be that way. Yeah, no, I, I I've kind of grappled a little bit with that myself as well. I think that's a good point. We've talked about it before. If you're getting stuff for reviews, there's disclosures you need to give. I think some people will automatically assume that you're biased because of that. I It is a hard line to walk. It's a fine line to walk um, because you need to be honest. That's a critical thing is it, whether you're centered or not, you need to be honest. But then it's like when you're ready to deliver that review, you also need to be aware that you're probably going to make mad somebody if you're dogging all over something. And I've had to dog over things before, and I'm sure I will dog on things again that I'm sent. And it is what it is, right? Like, you know, for me, I'll, I'll call a spade a spade, and it is what it is. Um, and if people want to get mad at me, they can get mad at me all they want. And like, if, if say somebody did send me something for review, and it was a pre-production model, and they're like, oh, well, that was fixed, I'd be like, Sucks to be you. Should have sent me the real thing. If that's what you're going to send out, that's your problem, not mine. And as such, my review stands. That that would be the take that I would have. And I would never excuse it because that's what they decided to send out. So, you know, I think that there it's hard for some people to do that. And I've seen 
in recent certain things, people give a pass because it was apparently a pre-production model. And I don't think that that's fair to give certain things a pass because the unit you were given was supposed to be a representation. And I think that you're giving in to that whole feel of, um, well, I guess I should, you know, be respectful of the fact that they sent this to me. If you do, if you do cave to that because they gave you something for to re- for you to review, and that's what you should be reviewing. So, anyways, that's just a little tangent of mine. And just to complete the tangent, because of that, I was able to say that Zoom H8 on this, I think on this show, definitely on the other show, but I, the Zoom H8 is not. I would not recommend it for podcasters because of the lack of the mix minus recording, which is very unfortunate because other than that, it's a very capable machine. But the I just know that the way that people that listen to the show podcast and that would not work for most people. And since you let the cat out of the bag, thank you very much for sending that. Yeah, you bet. I'm, we didn't know it was going to be here tonight. No. So that was that was cool. It was supposed to come tomorrow, but it came today. So awesome that you have it and then yes we it won't be the next show because i i know i would want to do a video on it i don't know one of us will do a video on it anyway uh, on the unboxing and put it on the gonna geek gear channel the only video i'll do is licking it does that work for you i if you send me scenes of that i will include that in my video <laughs> all right you actually had something that was uh you dropped on me and i go yeah let's talk about this and there's quite a bit to it so let's turn it over to you and make sure you got time for that Go ahead. Okay, so over on the Cast Junkie Discord server, I ran into this dude, Dandolf, who had put together a family-friendly podcast awards, and the nominations are going online from October 1st to October 31st. It's actually live. If you go to podacongo.com slash awards, it's there. Now, this is a family, family-friendly family podcasting network, and they want to award family-friendly podcasts. So I would assume that better podcasting would be uh, family-friendly. I know Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty much family-friendly, but if you have a family-friendly show and and it's independent and you might not be getting the the, the exposure, basically, you might want to go for these awards. And I would wholeheartedly, I know this is an independent thing, and I I would wholeheartedly recommend this. So once again, you can go to the nomination page. It's live at pod E for I. So P-O-D-I-C-O-N-G-O dot com slash awards. And you can go ahead and nominate your shows. What do you think about this, SP? I think it's great. I think family-friendly shows, because let's face it, there's a lot of edgier shows out there that might not be suitable for broad audiences because of topic or language, right? So this gives the the shows out there that are specifically family-friendly in terms of topic and language a, a place where they can excel. I love this. I think that this is really cool. I'm sick and tired of certain big companies getting... The being the big pull in podcast awards and having a very specific mind of what they want to see in there and and not having a certain niche with their awards. And I'm tired of big companies coming in and acting like they're the first ones to be doing podcast awards. And I just tired of all of that stuff. And I like this. I think that it's a nice little indie project. But more importantly, I think it highlights a really important niche, which is exactly what you said, family-friendly podcasts. 
I think that we are well, I think podcasting has well outgrown explicit and non-explicit because I can run a non-explicit show that is not something that I want to be having for my kids. So I think that there is a need for highlighting shows like this. And I think that this is a great start. And I think that it gives those family-friendly shows a nice little place that they can present themselves amongst other family-friendly shows. And it creates a little bit of a catalog of good quality content, hopefully, assuming that the, you know, the process works out as I'm sure is intended. So this is really cool. I was happy to see this. And I look forward to Stargate Pioneers children's book reading podcast getting nominated for an award. I, when was it? I was like in sixth grade, I want to say, maybe seventh grade. And I went to a K through eight school. And one of the projects that we had to do in seventh grade was create a child's book. So I created his child's book. And then I started, uh, it, it was highly, rec- uh, highly sought after. And I, I went to different uh, classrooms to read it. And uh, it, it was targeted for the real young kids, but I was asked to go even like the fourth grade and fifth grade class. And I know when I was reading it to the fifth grade class, that they were like, dude, come on. But fourth graders seemed engaged. So like fourth graders and down were cool. So I have some history with story reading to young kids. And I would definitely uh, enjoy a podcast like that in the future. The problem is I don't have any time. Yeah, you do. You got lots of time. So we're not doing the show anymore? <laughs> you, you gave up another podcast and another one before that. Come on. Yeah, I'm still doing three, though, buddy. <laughs> which is one more than even I recommend. And the more I do th- this, the more I'm thinking maybe just one podcast a week is enough. Fair enough. So for those of you who might be changing topics, those of you who might be watching the video side of things, you might be thinking, well, Steven seems a little bit weird tonight with the video switching. Something something just doesn't seem right. I talked before about how I love my Stream Deck. I love my Stream Deck. I think it's a great product. I think that it's made a lot of different things with podcasting easier for me and several things which are just audio-based easier for me. However, the latest Stream Deck update and or XSplit update, uh, I, I don't know which one it is. Long story, if you look at their Discord server, I don't know which one it is, but it broke. It broke the integration and there's something going on with the Stream Deck um, integration with XSplit and XSplit's aware of it and they're trying to figure out what's going on. For me, I didn't see it until the Stream Deck was updated, but I had previously updated XSplit, so it could be the two of them working together. My keys don't work right to select the scene, so I can play music right now. Um, there is a bit of a weird workaround. I tried to fix it last night for Guinea Geek, but it just caused more problems than not. I did see today in their Discord server that they... You tried, you, you tried to fix it live, and that's incredibly difficult to yeah, do for somebody that is solely producing. And you're not solely producing, you're also the lead host on the ship. That's, I appreciate that disclaimer there, but... Yeah, I read on the Discord server of XSplit that they're working on an update to try soon. And I, my comment to them was, I think you'll have a lot of willing beta testers. <laughs> so uh, I just, you know, a little heads up if you use the Stream Deck and you use XSplit, but also just if you use the Stream Deck. Because again, me, I did not see this until I did a Stream Deck update. So I don't know which is the culprit, but something about those two working together does not work right. But some people also 
are in there and they're like, I don't have any problems with this. So I, I just wanted to mention it, but also just as a great little point of conversation that sometimes things can come up when you least expect it in one of your areas that are, are working well for you and solidly working well for you. So SP's missing beard in the chat asks an intriguing question, which is you can't roll back. Uh, that was what I wasn't sure about. I, I didn't go looking um, for the previous versions to see if I could if they could be installed. I thought I would just because this was so fresh and I could see that they were kind of working on it. I thought I would just wait and suffer through this week before I went and tried to roll things back. I also spent most of the free time that I had after identifying this um, or after figuring out how bad this was. Uh, trying to uninstall and reinstall the software, just thinking that might fix it. So that is kind of the next step, but we'll see what happens. Okay. <clears throat> so I also have had an issue inside the house, but it's not to do with podcasting. My Amazon personal assistant is not listening to me correctly. Uh-oh. So I have been unplugging and replugging in several things. I don't know if it's an Amazon wide thing or maybe it's my particular applications. Has it been asking you to do it more than once? Like saying it doesn't. What's been going on? It, it will just shut off. Oh, okay. it, it will say it's not recognizing the request or like I'll be in the kitchen and I will be telling it to do something in the kitchen and like the bedroom one comes on. We'll report back on this because somebody that I know has, just was telling me they were having an issue with it responding. I haven't seen it myself, but this could be uh, this could be a bigger thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So not Stream Deck, but uh, my tech problems. And also <laughs> there's the whole Best Buy story, which we might get to later as well. All right, so in our Discord server, we had a question come up and uh, Erasure said, you guys ever found an interesting use case for old iPhones beside hand-me-downs to kids? But in those cases, I assume they are still primarily being used as a smartphone. SP, have you ever found any use cases for old phones? Hmm, it uh, seems as though I have three kids and end up with a lot of old iPhones. Yeah. So first of all, I will say that I have used my old iPhone 4s and 4Ss as soundboards before. I actually had one for each individual show that I did, which was pretty cool. There was a total of five of them, and I just rotated them through. And uh, that was before uh, Boss Jock Studio had scenes. Now Backpack Studio had scenes to do, and uh, I could deal with more sounds on each scene uh, so that's just one application there's a ton of other applications that i mentioned you could use them for remote controls say you have like a harmony remote hub on your entertainment system so you could use one as a de facto remote you can use them to show you uh, the security or surveillance systems that you might have installed in the house it's just a little extra screen to do that I've got one in my workout room. Actually, it's not a phone, but it's an old iPad, like the original iPad 2, not the later iPad 2, but the original iPad 2. It's not good for anything. It's got a 30 pin connector on it. I was going to trash it, but surprisingly enough, my surveillance app actually is on it. 
So it works. And so I put it in my workout room so I, I can tell when people are coming and going or a package is left on the door when I'm on the treadmill, something like that. There's a ton of stuff that you can use old smartphones for. It doesn't necessarily have to be an iPhone. I have iPhones in my house, but yeah, there's a ton of stuff that you can use them for. And I'm interested to hear what our audience has to say about it. Another thing that I tossed out in the server, I had said that depending on the quality, you could possibly use it as a network-based webcam. Like there's an NDI app and an OBS camera, you, you, OBS Ninja too, if you're doing that. Um, but Yakko.org had said, uh, I played with the NDI camera app for that and the leg was too high for my taste. What I do like to use them for is secondary cameras for offline recording so I have other shots. And then in our chat over at Geeks.Live, because we do stream this live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we had Bangs Naughty Bat Bits uh, say OBS camera app, as well as suggesting Stream Deck on iOS. One thing that I've used it for non-podcasting related is a workout tracking app. So if I'm out running and I want a secondary app running because I never trust the GPS on different... Uh, devices that I have. So normally I have at least two running apps going besides I never know when one's going to quit for whatever reason. So I just have a backup. So I use uh, the uh, a couple of apps, one of which is RunKeeper. So I always have an older iPhone that is tracking my run on uh, RunKeeper. Always. I always do that. One of my favorite things to do, and I know SP, you've done this a few times, is you could use it as like a a virtual photo frame, specifically my photo on your nightstand. So um, if you want, you could do that. Yeah, uh, between you and Chris, you know, <laughs> it goes back and forth. It's pretty cool. <laughs> no, what did what I want to know what SP said, which is what use cases do you have? Uh, I have even used an old phone as a remote to control my home computer. Oh, while, yes. Before I had a stream deck while I was on the road. And so I, ha I had an app that I was able to, I put a bunch of technology together. So basically I had a scene switcher on my old phone when I was in a hotel room controlling my computer back home. And if you can pair a Bluetooth keyboard with it, then it becomes a whole bunch of more functional for stuff like that. I mean, the screen will be small, but it becomes more functional. Uh, also in our Discord server, we had uh, Damien the DM ask a question about the ZDM1. Uh, also known as the ZDM1 here in America. Yeah, that's true. It is known as, as that in America. Uh, what was Damien's question there, Stargate Pioneer? Damien wrote in our Discord at Stargate Pioneer, do you have an Encore 100 just for selfish purposes of comparison? But I, what I want to know about the ZDM one is how it's off access rejection is, how's the sound, how does it compare to other highly recommended mics in the around $100 range, like the pod mic and the ATR2100. For the headphones, would they be a decent thing to keep around for a show that currently has everyone monitoring on their own personal headphones with a mix of gaming headsets, earbuds, and noise canceling over-the-ear headphones? So what Damien is referring to is the question that we asked on the main better podcasting show last episode which is what are your questions for the podcast pod track p4 and the zdm1 and the podcast pack which includes the headphones over there so just to let damien know that indeed i still have my blue encore 100 matter of fact 
It is one of the backup microphones that is currently on the podcasting desk. And for the video watcher, you will see that Steven actually has his, he took it off of the, you know, it's behind him on his shelf and he took it off the shelf and he put it on his secondary mic stand. I love the Encore 100. If I was still using a, um, a handheld microphone to record, um, in my setup, I would probably still be using that. I, I just like the sound. Um, I don't handheld hold it first off very bad for handling noise, but in the scenario I was using before where I had it on a arm and things like that, I love it. I think that it's a great sounding mic. Yeah. So I do have it. And then, uh, Steven actually posted the picture of me as I was doing a comparison between the Knox podcasting microphone. I think that's what it was called the ATR 2100, the original, not the ATR 2100X. I actually don't have an ATR 2100X yet. And the AT2005. I did that uh, on this desk. I had the three mics in front of me. And that is what I was talking about earlier in the show, that I was going to go out in the kitchen and I was going to do that. Matter of fact, it'll be great for uh, a reverb comparison. Like, how are these in a really dirty audio medium, not in a a sound treated room. So it, it that'll be a, a good road test for those microphones, I believe. But I'll be able with the Zoom H8, and this will probably be like the one podcasting use that I get out of it. I will be able to record up to eight different channels at the same time because it can use the capsule. It, there's six on board. And then I have the EXH6 capsule, which will have two more to it. I don't have the one with four that would interface with the H8. But yes, I, I will have up to eight microphones that I can record simultaneously right in front of me. In our chat, by the way, not really related, but this prompted Bangs Naughty Bits to say that there's, I'm going to call it the new Knox. Um, apparently there is a T-Bone ATR2100 knockoff. So I don't know, I haven't tried that yet, but uh, hey, let's call it the new Knox. Should we do that? Yeah, I'll do some pod search on the fly you know research while we're recording we'll call it pod search i like that on the that's fly. good that's good yeah pod search on the fly yep so i am looking up the i guess it's an mb88 i guess i don't know i, I, I don't know but we'll find out um we'll try to look into that but maybe uh, you know what i'm seeing uh, mb88 i'm seeing that some old ones some old videos so i don't know I don't, yeah well, anywho, there might be. Oh, Banks says it's only in Europe. Well, that would explain the pound side next to the price. But yeah, it does look like a, a USB XLR microphone. Uh, yep, it's it's heck. It looks like a silver pod mic or AT two. Yeah, AT two thousand five. A silver AT two thousand five. Interesting. Uh, we also have, by the way, in our chat, yakko.org say, this week I didn't realize that my USB HDMI adapter had taken over as my default audio input device in Windows, and my entire first episode we recorded Sunday was blank in Audition. Thankfully, I had my H6 backup, but it reminded me to always check the recording before I get started. Happens again, way too much with damn Windows. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, having that dedicated recording machine has saved so many people, including ourselves so many times. So I, I cannot, especially with the price, it, it will, we'll have to, like I said, use it probably in about a month. 
but with the price point of this at like 200 bucks, why would you, yeah, as long as it does a halfway decent job, why would you not? You know what? And maybe there'll be a sale on it eventually as well. Cause you know, it's always nice to have like, uh, even better deals on equipment that's already reasonably priced. I, I like where your head's at. Yeah. You know what else is a deal right now? Apparently, Hover is selling uh, on sale for 60% off the dot mm -hmm. .inc. Uh, so dot .inc, incorporated domains. Oh, so are, not dot .inc. No. Which dot, you would, you know, a tattoo artist would like that. Exactly. Today, I got a notification from Hover in follow-up to our last couple episodes that we've had on this show and the Better Podcasting main show about domains and stuff. Uh, there was a sale today on the dot .inc. Inc domain name and it was 60% off. So instead of $2,499 a year, you could register it for $999 per year. Is that Canadian? Because if that's Canadian, that's like $25 American. No, I believe Hover charges in American prices, if I remember correctly, even though they're a Canadian company. Yeah, but wouldn't you, they show you Canadian prices in Canada? They don't. For some reason, I don't know uh, why they don't do that. There's so many other places that do, but they don't. So uh, okay. So yeah, if you want, get your indiepodcast.inc domain name registered. All right. Yeah, it's and on sale. Had, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to spend that much on a domain. Sorry. I, matter of fact, as many domains that I have, if I spent two thousand dollars on each domain, that would bankrupt me pretty fast. <laughs> All right. Can I can I confess here? Because I think we're getting towards we're in October. This is towards the mm -hmm. end of October. Can you believe that? And yeah. We, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at calendar right here. Yep. The next time we podcast on this show, it'll be November. Right. So I have a confession that I think that I want to just get off my chest right now. We've talked about how it's always a good idea at the end of the year to recharge your batteries. We think that the trade-off of taking some time off during the holiday season is worth it. Um, we've made our case many times how for a hobby podcaster, we think that it's beneficial. There's lots of people out there and consultants out there that try to say, no, you should keep podcasting always, keep regular and and make sure that you release because there's lots of people getting new devices over the holiday season. And SP and I here are both big believers that Christmas is busy time. Holiday season is a very busy time as it is for a lot of people. So don't make it even worse by trying to force in your hobby that you do for fun. And we say it's a good time to really decompress and recharge and come into the new year with a, a new look on podcasting. I want to confess right now. And I think it's with everything going on in the year of 2020, I am feeling my my end of year burnout a lot sooner than in other years. It, I I usually don't start to feel this until about November, but like I'm already starting to feel it in October, and it's like I'm I'm looking forward to that break and kind of we do this show pretty good because we like to make sure that we've got episodes loaded over the holiday season. I'm looking at Guinea Geek and I'm thinking like, maybe it needs to be a longer break this year. I don't know. It's just, I think there's probably other people who are feeling the same way like me. We've talked about it before, uh, how there has been a lot of people feeling exhausted with everything going on in 2020. And so I just wanted to confess it right now and say that if you are feeling that right now, you're not alone because I'm feeling it right now. Well, first of all, you built a whole shed this year 
That's okay. I mean, you you Man. built a shed. Oh, that, a shed. I didn't go anywhere though. Like, okay, that that is something. But like, I didn't go anywhere. So like, that's traveling. No, okay, okay. Tra traveling is exhausting, whether you're going for fun or not. So I didn't do any of that. So to me, it's like a trade off. But I appreciate that you're trying to make me an excuse. I was feeling pretty burned out earlier as well. I mean, we've talked, we've actually talked about it on the show. We talked about how we've changed the format of Better Podcasting to do a regular Better Podcasting episode to keep that show going. And then the Better Podcasting Live was going to be on the off weeks to give us more time to do other content creation. That was our 2020. That's what we were going to do this year to change up Better Podcasting. And while we've been able to do a little bit of that, a little bit, and I stress a little bit, it's not anywhere near the amount that we wanted to do and it's because we've all been busy with certain things which is very ironic because you would think that we would have more time but we don't we we have less time in 2020 than we did had in 2019 and i was feeling burnt out matter of fact we were talking about this i believe it was about two months ago so we were talking about this and i i dropped this on you uh barely a week before it happened right and i said you know uh, there's a window for me to go see my family and go to the lake, but I'm going to be there for two weeks and I'm not going to podcast. And that was a last minute bomb that I dropped on you. And part of the reason that we talked back and forth about it was because I was feeling a little burned out and I wanted to go somewhere, recharge my batteries. I wanted to see my family. It was going to be the one time in 2020 that I was going to be able to see my family because I was going to be there long enough so I could quarantine self-quarantine and, and they could feel comfortable around me matter of fact if i didn't do that i don't think i would have seen my sister for this entire year which is very bad because she's mentally handicapped and she while she understands covid she doesn't really understand covid so i was burned out and that was two months ago so that was i don't know end of august and so i went away for two weeks i worked my butt off for that two weeks so it was good that i got away from podcasting but it was bad in the sense that i didn't really relax i just worked and worked and worked and worked because i had to there, there was just so much to do there and i wasn't able to go any other time during the year so this was like 14 15 days and that was the only time that i was going to have to do some pretty major projects at the lake so I, I got all that done and I came home and I had one more thing that I had to do before it got too cold because it just needed to be done. And that was the whole fence thing. I was burned out for that. So I'm burned out and then I go on this vacation for two weeks. I come back and I'm behind on my editing for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then I, I look at the weather window and go, I only have so much time to do this. So I took some more time off. And just today, when I was going to work, I was thinking, man, I could use a couple of days off, but I've already taken so much time away from work on the vacation and working on the fence that I, I just can't justify taking any more time off of work. So I am going to really enjoy the holiday season. That is the only other time that I'm taking off time this year, and I'll be able to uh, just relax as much as anybody can relax. So burnout is real with me too. And, and I know you haven't had that three weeks off in the last month or so that I have had off. 
I think that that's cute that you think that 2020 isn't just going to end on us. I, I have a feeling you, you're talking like we're going to get to the holiday season. I think that the whole earth is just going to come to an end. It's just the way it's going to be. And, and, and you are completely justified <laughs> in thinking that because y'all had that 7.4 uh, Richter scale earthquake that was up in Alaska, but you're, clo you're close enough. I, I haven't even asked you, did you feel that? N uh, no, I didn't feel it. So. <laughs> Did you guys have the tsunami warning on the west coast of the island? Okay, so there was a tsunami that was warning that was issued, but then they retracted it. So it was, it, yeah, it was falsely issued. So there is that, and there is the fact that the, all this space junk. Uh, for those of you that are listeners to the Gunny Geek Show, there's all this space junk that's deorbiting that's headed towards you. Yeah. And I mean, I could totally see how you are at the point where you are that 2020 is just it, we're not going to get out of 2020. <laughs> uh, well, on that, it's a wonderful, uplifting note. I guess it's time to end this week's Better Podcasting live chat. I do want to give a special shout out, though, to another side of our Discord server. Uh, in our chat right now at Geeks Live, we have the fantastic Chris Farrell. He is our co-host over on the official Gonna Geek show. And the last little bit, he's been putting together, and I'll say organizing, uh, plays, plays of a game called Among Us. I'm not that familiar, but apparently that's the thing that those young whippersnappers are playing right now is Among Us. And he's been organizing this last week and this week. And so if you are feeling a little bit like you'd like to get involved with some community fun and some online community fun, please come to the Discord server and hang out and message Chris Farrell about that because he'll tell you all about that, assuming that he's still doing that. But I just wanted to mention that as well because that's a separate Gunna Geek endeavor. But I don't know. We're, we're a lot more relaxed on this show. We have a lot less structure. And I thought, I'll throw it in here. Why not? Yeah, why not? And the last thing that I'll leave everybody with, because I talked about it last night on the Gunna Geek dot com show but it is minorly podcast related because it deals with the purchasing of stuff and as the holiday season does approach us i don't know if we'll get there or not as steven mentioned before but the holiday season is approaching and if you're planning on making any electronic purchases and you might be doing it from best buy or any other place uh the stock of things is going to start running out uh just because of the supply chain and the manufacturing chain i mean we before the show we were talking about the new playstation fives and the new xbox that's coming out this fall and that everybody wants one, but there's limited amount that is there. The NVIDIA graphics cards, the 3000 series NVIDIA graphics cards also ran into a similar situation where they debuted and there just wasn't enough for everybody out there. So if you really want something either for yourself or a fellow podcaster or a family member who's podcasting and you really want it for the holidays as a gift, try to purchase it early this year. I know as we're recording this, it is October 20th. And I would say you're about 20 days too late in order to assure that you're going to get something for the holidays. So just keep that in mind. And maybe a gift card to the person might be more appropriate, uh, depending on uh, what they want. And if they want to actually start playing it around when you're supposed to give it to them or using it, playing it, whatever. So just keep that in the back of your mind. I've, I've seen a lot of news stories about this. I ran into an issue with Best Buy in this past week, actually Amazon too, in this past week about another device that we had to buy. It was electronic in the house. And I just want to leave everybody with that thought. I know 
we're a little bit farther away from the holidays than we usually are when we talk about this and Black Friday and stuff like that. But it started early this year. If you really want something for the holidays, you got to start thinking about getting it now versus waiting. Very good point. But that is going to do it for another episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat. So for episode 19 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, hey, if I get too burnt out, I'll just cast the role of Stephen John Drew. Maybe Johnny Pennington will play it. MSP saying, Stephen, I hope you fix your stream deck. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.